Section six of City of Endless Night by Milo Hastings. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kate Fallis. Chapter five, parts four through seven. I am drafted for paternity and make extraordinary petition to the chief of the eugenic staff. Part four. In my first experience I had suffered nothing worse than an embarrassing half-hour, so, with more confidence, I pressed the bell the second evening at the apartment of Frau Augusta, daughter of Gustav Schnorr, authority on synthetic nicotine. Frau Augusta was a woman of thirty-five. She was well-preserved, more handsome, and less coldly inhuman than the younger woman we will get the formalities over since you have been told they are necessary said frau augusta as she reached for my card and folder and at the same time handing me her own pedigree peering over the top of the chart that recorded the antecedents of gustav schnorr i saw his daughter going through my own folder with the business-like dispatch of a society dowager examining the character of a new housemaid oh yes she said raising her brows i thought i knew the family your uncle otto was my second mate he is the father of my third son and my twin girls i have no more promising children have you ever met him he is in the aluminum tempering laboratories i could only stare stupidly struck dumb with embarrassment no i suppose not went on frau augusta it is hardly to be expected since you have upwards of a hundred uncles she arose and going toward a shelf where half a dozen pictures of half a dozen men reposed in an orderly row took the second one of the group and handed it to me he is a fine man she said with a very full degree of pride for a past and partial possession i fear the staff erred in transferring him but then of course the twin girls were most unexpected and unfortunate since the armstadt line is supposed to sire seventy-five per cent male offspring what do you think isn't the eugenic office a little unfair at times my fifth man thought so he said it was a case of politics i don't know i thought politics was something ancient that they had in old books like churches and families i'm sure i do not know i murmured as i fumbled the portrait of my putative uncle of course continued the voluble frau augusta you must not think i am criticizing the authorities it is all very necessary and for the most part i think they have done very well by me my ten children have six fathers all of them but the first were men of most gracious manner and superior intelligence the first one had his paternity right revoked so i feel satisfied on that score even if his son is not gifted and yet the boy has beautiful hair i think he would make an excellent violinist but then perhaps he wouldn't have been able to play so maybe it is all right though i would think music would be more easily learned than chemistry but then since i cannot read either i ought not to judge i will show you his picture i may as well show you all their pictures i don't see why you elected fathers should not see our children 
but then i suppose it might produce quarrels some women are so foolish and insist on talking about the children they have already borne in a way that makes a man feel that his own children could never come up to them now i never do that why should one the future is always more interesting than the past i haven't a single child that has not won the porcelain cross for obedience even my youngest he's only fourteen months obeys as if he were a full-grown man some say mental and physical excellence are not correlated but that is a prejudice because of those great labor beasts there isn't one of my children that has fallen below the minimum growth standards except my third daughter and her father was undersized so it is no fault of mine as the loquacious mother chattered on she produced an album through which i now turned inspecting the annual photographs of her blonde brood each of which was labelled with the statistics of physical growth and the tests of psychic development strive as i might i could think of no comments to make but the mother came to the rescue unfastening the binding of the loose-leaf album she hastily shuffled the sheets and brought into an orderly array on the table before me ten photographs all taken at the age of one year that is the only fair way to view them she said for of course one cannot compare the picture of a boy of fifteen with an infant of one year but at an equal age the comparison is fair to all and now you can surely tell me which is the most intelligent i gazed hopelessly at the infantile portraits which despite their varied paternity looked as alike as a row of peas in a pod oh well said frau augusta after all is it fair to ask you since the twins are your cousins desperately i wondered which were the twins they resemble you quite remarkably don't you think so except that your hair is quite dark for normstadt frau augusta turned and glanced furtively at my identification folder of course your mother i had almost forgotten who your mother was but now i remember she had most remarkably dark hair it will probably prove a dominant characteristic and your children will also be dark-haired now i should like that by way of a change I became alarmed at this turn of the conversation toward the more specific function of my visit and resolved to make my exit with all possible speed consistent with dignity and propriety meanwhile as she assembled the scattered sheets of the portrait album the official mother chattered on concerning her children's attributes while i shifted uneasily in my chair and looked about the room for my hat forgetting in my embarrassment that i was dwelling in a sunless rainless city and possessed no hat at last there was a lull in the monologue and i arose and said i must be going frau augusta looked pained and i recalled that i had not yet complimented her upon her intelligence and fitness to be the mother of coming generations of chemical scientists but i stubbornly resolved not to resume my seat you are young said frau augusta who had risen and shifted her position till she stood between me and the door surely you have not yet made many calls on the maternity level then she sighed i do not see why they assign a man only three names to select from surely they could be more liberal she paused and her face hardened 
and to think that you men are permitted to call as often as you like upon those degenerate hussies who have been forbidden the sacred duties of motherhood it is a very wicked institution that level of lust some day we women we mothers of berlin will rise in our wrath and see that they are banished to the mines for they produce nothing but sin and misery in this man-made world yes i said the system is very wrong but but the authorities you need not say it i have heard it all before the authorities always the authorities why should men always be the authorities why do we mothers of berlin have no rights why are we not consulted in these matters why must we always submit then suddenly and very much to my surprise she placed her hands upon my shoulders and said hoarsely tell me about the free level are the women there more beautiful than i no i said very few of them are beautiful and those of the labor groups are most gross and stupid then why wailed frau augusta was i not allowed to go why was i penned up here and made to bear children when others revel in the delights of love and song and laughter but i said shocked at this unexpected revelation of character yours is the more honorable more virtuous life you were chosen for motherhood because you are a woman of superior intelligence it's a lie cried frau augusta i have no intelligence i want none but i am as beautiful as they are but no they would not let me go they penned me up here with these saintly mothers and these angelic children 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 everywhere millions and millions of them and not a man but doctors and you elected fathers who are sent here to bring us pain and sorrow you say nothing of love your eyes are cold the last one said he loved me the brute he came but thrice when my child was born he sent me a flower but that is the official rule and i hate him and i hate his child that has his lying eyes the distraught woman covered her face with her hands and burst into violent weeping when she had ceased her sobs i tried to explain to her the philosophy of contentment with life's lot i told her of the seamy side of the gown that cloaks licentiousness and of the sorrows and bitterness of the ashes of burned-out love with the most iridescent words at my command i painted for her the halo of the madonna's glory and translated for her the english verse that informs us that there is not a flower in any land nor a pearl in any sea that is as beautiful and lovely as any child on any mother's knee but i do not think i altogether consoled frau augusta for my german vocabulary was essentially scientific not poetic but i made a noble effort and when i left her i felt very much the preacher for the function of the preacher not unlike death is to make us cling to those ills we have when we would fly to others that we know not of part five there remained but one card unsigned of the three given me frau matilda daughter of siegfried oberwinder aniline analyst was registered as eighteen 
and evidently an inexperienced mother-elect as i was a father-elect the nature of the man is to hold the virgin above the madonna and in starting on my third journey to the maternity level i found hitherto inexperienced feelings tugging at my heart-strings and resolved that whatever she might be i would be dignified and formal yet most courteous and kind my ring was answered by a slender frightened girl she was so shy that she could only nod for me to enter i offered my card and folder smiling to reassure her but she retreated precipitously into a far corner and sat staring at me beseechingly with big grey eyes that seemed the only striking feature of her small pinched face i am sorry if i frighten you i said but of course you know that i am sent by the eugenic authorities i will not detain you long all that is really necessary is for you to sign this card she timidly signed the card and returned it to the corner of the table i felt extremely sorry for the fluttering creature and knowing that i could not alter her lot i sought to speak words of encouragement if you find it hard now i said it is only because you are young and a stranger to life but you will be recompensed when you know the joys of motherhood at my words a look of consecrated purpose glowed in the girl's white face oh yes she said eagerly i wish very much to be a mother i have studied so hard to learn i wish only to give myself to the holy duties of maternity but i am so afraid but you need not be afraid of me i said this is only a formal call which i have made because the eugenic staff ordered it so but it seems to me that some better plan might be made for these meetings some social life might be arranged so that you would become acquainted with the men who are to be the fathers of your children under less embarrassing circumstances i try so hard not to be afraid of men for i know they are necessary to eugenics yes i said dryly i suppose they are though i think i would prefer to put it that the love of man and woman is necessary to parenthood oh no she said in a frightened voice not that that is very wicked so you were taught that you should not love men no wonder you are afraid of them i was taught to respect men for they are the fathers of children she replied then i asked deciding to probe the philosophy of the education for maternity why are not the fathers permitted to enjoy their fatherhood and live with the mother and the children frau matilda now gazed at me with open-mouthed astonishment what a beautiful idea she exclaimed with rapture yes i rather like it myself the family the family cried the girl in horror that is what we were talking about but the family is forbidden it is very wrong very uneugenic you must be a wicked man to speak to me of that you have been taught some very foolish ideas i replied how dare you she cried in alarm i have been taught what is right and i want to do what is right and loyal 
i passed all my examinations i'm a good mother elect and you say these forbidden things to me you talk of love and families you insult me and if you select me i shall i shall claim exemption and with that she rose and darted through the inner door i waited for a time and then gently approached the door which i saw had swung to with springs and had neither latch nor lock my gentle rap upon the hollow panel was answered by a muffled sob i realized the hopelessness of further words and silently turned from the door and left the apartment the streets of the level were almost deserted for the curfew had rung and the lights glowed dim as in a hospital ward at night i hurried silently along shut in by enclosing walls and the lowering ceiling of the street from everywhere i seemed to feel upon me the beseeching haunting grey eyes of frau matilda my soul was troubled for it seemed to stagger beneath the burden of its realization of a lost humanity and with me walked grey shadows of other men felt footed through the gloom and they walked hurriedly as men fleeing from a house of death part six my next duty as a german father-elect was to report to the eugenic office there at least i could deal with men and there i went nursing rebellion yet trying my utmost to appear outwardly calm to the clerk i offered my three signed cards by way of introduction and which do you select asked the oldish man over his rimless glasses none ah oh, but you must but what if i refuse to do so that is most unusual but does it ever happen well yes admitted the clerk but only by petition extraordinary to the chief of the staff but it is most unusual and if he refuses to grant it you may be dishonoured even to the extent of having your election to paternity suspended maybe even permanently cancelled you mean i stammered exactly you refuse to accept any one of the three women when all are most scientifically selected for you does it not throw some doubts upon your own psychic fitness for mating at all if i may suggest herr colonel it would be wiser for you to select some one of the three you have yet plenty of time no i said trying to hide my elation i will not do so i will make the petition extraordinary to your chief now stammered the clerk yes now how do i go about it you must first consult the investigator after a few formalities i was conducted to that official you refuse to make selection inquired the investigator yes why because i replied i am engaged upon some chemical research of most unusual nature yes nodded the investigator i have just looked that up the more reason you should be honoured with paternity perhaps i said you are not informed of the grave importance of the research if you will consult herr von uhl of the chemical staff entirely unnecessary he retorted paternity is also important besides it takes but little time no more than you need for recreation but i do not find it recreation 
i have not been able to concentrate my mind on my work since i received notice of my election to paternity but you were warned against this he said you have no right to permit the development of disturbing romantic emotions they may be bad for your work but they are worse for eugenics so if you have made romantic love to the mothers of berlin your case must be investigated but i have not then why has this disturbed you because i replied this system of scientific paternity offends my instincts the investigator ogled me craftily what system would you prefer instead he asked i saw he was trying to trap me into disloyal admissions i have nothing to propose i stated i only know that i find the paternity system offensive to me and that the position i am placed in incapacitates me for my work the investigator made some notes on a pad that is all for the present he said i will refer your case to the chief two days later i received an order to report at once to dr ludwig zimmern chief of the eugenic staff the chief with whom i was soon cloistered was a man of about sixty years his face revealed a greater degree of intelligence than i had yet observed among the germans nor was his demeanour that of haughty officiousness for a kindly warmth glowed in his soft dark eyes i have a report here said dr zimmern from my investigator he recommends that your rights of paternity be revoked on the grounds that he believes yours to be a case of atavistic radicalism in short he thinks you are rebellious by instinct and that you are therefore unsafe to father the coming generation it is part of the function of this office to breed the rebellious instinct out of the german race what have you to say in answer to these charges i do not want to seem rebellious i stammered but i wish to be relieved of this duty very well said zimmern you may be relieved if you have no objection i will sign the recommendation as it stands surely i thought this man does not seem very bitter toward my traitorous instincts zimmern smiled and eyed me curiously you know he said that to possess a thought and to speak of it indiscreetly are two different things certainly i replied emboldened by his words a man cannot do original work in science if he possesses a mind that never thinks contrary to the established order of things the clerks in the outer office must have thought my case a grievous one for i was closeted with their chief for nearly an hour though our conversation was vague and guarded i knew that i had discovered in dr ludwig zimmern chief of the eugenic staff a man guilty himself of the very crime of possessing rebellious instincts for which he had decided me unfit to sire german children and when i finally took my leave i carried with me his private card and an invitation to call at his apartment to continue our conversation part seven in the weeks that followed my acquaintance with the chief of the eugenic staff ripened rapidly into a warm friendship the frank manner in which he revealed his dissatisfaction with the state of affairs in germany pleased me greatly 
zimmern was interested in my chemical researches and quickly comprehended their importance i know so little of chemistry he deplored yet on it our whole life hangs that is why i am so glad of an opportunity to talk to you i do not approve of so much ignorance of each other's work on the part of our scientists our old university system was better then a scientist in any field knew something of the science in all fields but now we are specialized from childhood take for example yourself you are at work on a great problem by which all of our labor stands to be undone if you chemists do not solve it and yet you do not understand how we will all be undone i think you should know more of what it means then you will work better is it not so perhaps i said but i have little time i am working too hard now then said zimmern you should spend more time in pleasure on the free level two days ago i conferred with the emperor's advisory staff and i learned that grave changes are threatened that is one reason i am so interested in this protium on which you chemists are working if you do not solve this problem and replenish the food supply the emperor has decided that the whole free level with its five million women must be abolished his majesty will have no halfway measures he is afraid to take part of these women away lest the intellectual workers rebel like the laborers did in the last century when their women were taken away piecemeal but what will his majesty do with these five million women i inquired eagerly desirous to learn more do what can he do with the women exclaimed dr zimmern in a low-pitched but vibrant voice he thinks he will make workers of them he does not seem to appreciate how specialized they are for pleasure he will make machine tenders of them to relieve the workmen who are to be made soldiers he would make surface soldiers out of those blind moles of the earth put amber glasses on them and train them to run on the open ground and carry the war again into the sunlight it is folly sheer folly and madness his majesty i fear reads too much of the old books he always was historically inclined on a later occasion zimmern gave me the broad outlines of the history of german eugenics our science of applied eugenics he said began during the second world war our scientists had long known that the same laws of heredity by which plants and animals had been bred held true with man but they had been afraid to apply those laws to man because the religion of that day taught that men had souls and that human life was something too sacred to be supervised by science but william the third was a very fearless man and he called the scientists together and asked them to outline a plan for the perfection of the german race at first all they advocated was that paternity be restricted to the superior men they broke up the old-fashioned family where every man chose his own wife and sired as many children as he liked there were great mutterings about that and if we had not been at war there would have been rebellion the emperor told the people it was a military necessity the death toll of war then was great and there was urgent need to increase the birth rate so the people submitted and women soon ceased to complain because they could no longer have individual husbands 
the children were supported by the state and if they had legitimate fathers of the approved class they were left in the mother's care as all women who were normal and healthy were encouraged to bear children there was a great increase in the birth-rate which came near resulting in the destruction of the race by starvation as soon as a sufficient number of the older generation that had believed in the religious significance of the family and marriage system had died out the ambitious eugenists set about to make other reforms the birth-rate was cut down by restricting the privilege of motherhood to a selected class of women the other women were instructed in the arts of pleasing man and avoiding maternity and that is where we have the origin of our free women in those days they were free to associate with men of all classes indeed any other plan would at first have been impossible a second fault was that the superior men for whom paternity was permitted were selected from the official and intellectual classes the result was that the quality of the labourers deteriorated so two strains were established the one for the production of the intellectual workers and the other for producing manual workers from time to time this specialization has increased until now we have as many strains of inheritance as there are groups of useful characteristics known to be hereditary we have produced some effects mused zimmern which were not anticipated and which have been calling forth considerable criticism his majesty sends me memorandums nearly every year after he reviews the maternity levels insisting that the feminine beauty of the race is as a whole deteriorating and yet this is logical enough with the exception of our small actor-model strain the characteristics for which we breed have only the most incidental relation to feminine beauty the type of the labour female is as you have seen a buxom fleshly beauty youth and full nutrition are essential to its display and it soon fades in the scientific strains it seems that the power of original thought correlates with a feminine type that is certainly not beautiful doubtless not understanding this you may have felt that you were discriminated against in your assignment but the clerical mind with its passion for monotonous repetition of petty mental processes seems to correlate with the most exquisite and refined feminine features those scintillating beauties on the free level who have ever at their beck our wisest men are from our clerical strain but of course they are only the rejects it is unfortunate that you cannot see the more privileged specimens in the clerical maternity level but i digress to that which is of no consequence the beauty of women is unimportant but the number of women is very important when some women were specialized for motherhood then there were surplus women at first they made workers of them the war was then conducted on a larger scale than now we had not yet fully specialized the soldier class all the young men went to war and when they came back and went to work they became bitterly jealous of the women workers and made an outcry that those who could not fight should not work the men workers drove the women from industry hoping thereby each to possess a mistress as a result the great number of unproductive women was a drain upon the state all sorts of schemes were proposed to reduce the number of female births but most of these were unscientific in studying the records it was found that the offspring of certain men were predominantly males 
by applying this principle of selection we have with successive generations been able to reduce the proportion of female births to less than half the old rate but the sexual impulse of the laborers made them restless and rebellious and the support of the free women for these millions of workers was a great economic waste when animals had been bred to large size and great strength their sexuality had decreased while their power as beasts of burden increased the same principle applied to man has resulted in more docile workers by beginning with the soldiers and mine workers who were kept away from women and by combining proper training with the hereditary selection we solved that problem and removed all knowledge of women from the minds of the workmen but how about paternity among the workers i asked those who are selected are removed to special isolated quarters they are told they are being taken to serve as his majesty's bodyguard and they never go back to mingle with their fellows i then related for the doctor my conversation with the workmen who asked me about women so said zimmern there has been a leak somewhere knowledge is hard to bottle still we have bottled most of it and the laborer accepts his loveless lot but it could not be done with the intellectual worker dr zimmern smiled cynically at least he added we don't propose to admit that it can be done and that colonel armstadt is what i was remarking about the other evening unless you chemists can solve the protium problem germany must cut her population swiftly if we do not starve out altogether his majesty's plan to turn the workmen into soldiers and make workers of the free women will not solve it it is too serious for that the emperor's talk about the day being at hand is all nonsense he knows and we know that these mongrel herds as he calls the outside enemy are not so degenerate we may have improved the german stock in some ways by our scientific breeding but science cannot do much in six generations and what we have accomplished i as a member of the eugenist staff can assure you has really been attained as much by training as by breeding though the breeding is given the credit our men are highly specialized and once outside the walls of berlin they will find things so different that this very specialization will prove a handicap the mongrel peoples are more adaptable our workmen and soldiers are large in physique but dwarfed of intellect the enemy will beat us in open war and even if we should be victorious in war we could not rule them either we solve this food business or we all turn soldiers and go out into the blinding sunlight and die fighting i ventured as a wild remark at least if we get outside there will be plenty of women the older man looked at me with the superiority of age towards youth young man he said you have not read history you do not understand this love and family doctrine it exists in the outside world today just as it did two centuries ago the germans in the days of the old surface wars made too free with the enemy's women and that is why they ran us into cover here and penned us up these mongrel people will fight for their women when they will fight for nothing else we have not bred all the lust out of our workmen either it is merely dormant 
once they are loosed in the outer world they will not understand this thing and they will again make free with the enemy's women and then we shall all be exterminated dr zimmern got up and filled a pipe with synthetic tobacco and puffed energetically as he walked about the room what do you say about this protium ore he asked will you be able to solve the problem yes i said i think i shall i hope so replied my host and yet sometimes i do not care somehow i want this thing to come to an end i want to see what is outside there i think perhaps i would like to fly what troubles me is that i do not see how we can ever do it we have bred and trained our race into specialization and stupidity we wouldn't know how to go out and join this world state if they would let us dr zimmern paced the room in silence for a time do you know he said i should like to see a negro a black man with kinky hair it must be queer yes i answered there must be many queer things out there end of section six